0: All right. Well, it's uh, hello. Welcome to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Uh, hopefully, you can hear us out there. This is Snap Judgments. They are live. And that is. Allegedly. We we hope. That's Bill Landis, and I am Austin Ward. Ohio State is through spring practice number eight. It was Student Appreciation Day on Saturday morning in here. Uh, the scrimmage uh, format was basically the exact same. I don't think they really changed anything up. They didn't do. Brutus wasn't hit. They didn't kick field goals into the students. They did. Oh. The exact same thing that they did last Saturday, which I think is is noteworthy, in that they're not going to f- give up one of these days of work. No, I mean it was a it was a scrimmage. Like they tackled to the ground for for a lot of it. They put
1: them in situational stuff. It was like we said last week. It was probably more of a scrimmage than you're going to see in the shoe uh, on April fifteenth uh, for for the spring game. That's what makes a day like this so good. I uh, wish everybody could come
0: in here, but you know, not everyone's a student. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think maybe Ohio State would have been better off structuring a little bit of it because once they get stretched a little bit on the offensive line, things get real wonky and it makes it hard to evaluate what's going on. And today was one of those days. It doesn't, maybe doesn't mean a lot in the long term, but at least for today, when we look at what Ohio State was hoping to accomplish, if you take Donovan Jackson out to manage his reps a little bit, well, that's a little, that's a blow on the left side. The drop off is there. Uh, Zin Mahalski working through a little bit of a knee injury that's been picked up here, uh, you know, recently. Yeah. And then you see, you know, Tegra will go out and, okay, if he holds his own, the next unit is going to pay some of the consequences of that. Ohio State struggled on the offensive line. The defensive line feasted because once those guys have to go against uh, JT Tui Moloow, Jack Sawyer, Mike Hall, Kenyatta Jackson on that next wave, Caden Curry, boy, did it get ugly at times. It did, and, and I, I guess you can
1: look at it two ways, right? You can be super concerned about the offensive line depth, or you could be really excited about the defensive line depth. The truth is, is somewhere in the middle. We've gone through this in springs before. we probably said similar stuff last year at this point in, in the spring practice when we watched the, the scrimmages. Maybe it was, it was a little more exaggerated today. I think that will probably be a fair assessment. Um, when they started their march from the 25 down this way to try to score, Mike Hall had back-to-back sacks, and I turned to – I can't remember who was standing next to me. It would have been Stephen Beans. I was like, they got to get Mike out of there because, <laughs> like, they can't run plays, um, which is awesome to see for Mike Hall, right? He's healthy. He is super quick off that ball, and, and both in the scrimmage drills and in the one-on-ones. Again, that guy dominated. So I think you should be very excited about that. But the flip side is, like, okay, what's going on in the middle of the offensive line? Um, I am not – I'm not super concerned about it i don't i don't know if ryan day is or maybe he just projected that he wasn't um to not let anybody in on it i I think that is natural for these two positioners the defensive line to be a little bit ahead of the offensive line especially when to your point uh there are a couple guys who we think would probably be starting or definitely would be starting uh who weren't out there today so um a lot of work to do for that group we knew justin fry was going to have his hands full but it was unfortunately on display for a lot of people to see today
0: yeah and i think it doesn't need to be all doom and gloom for those guys because you can't, Ohio State's also not just going to stop and say, well, we've got to go through spring and we can't put the good defensive ends out there. Those guys uh, need reps too. Mike call needs to play more football after what we saw last year. He just barely scratched the surface. And if you're going to have winner loser days, you don't want to stack the deck and you have to go out and earn that. Last week, the offense played really well uh, and they were much more healthy on the offensive line than they were today. So that was part of it, they won. They didn't win today. The defense once, Once a couple things fell against Ohio State's offense health-wise, things got out a little bit out of control and there was going to be no catching up. However, when they were run blocking, I thought they did a a decent job, a passable job. It was more the pass rush stuff that they struggled with. I I only want want to say, like, it's not that the next wave can't do anything. They can't. Like, there was one, you know, uh, maybe it was third and one, third and three. I don't really remember. I was watching it from the defensive end and a hole popped on the right side. Uh, wasn't where I would have expected it to be after last week, and Chip Tranum busted that for a touchdown. Uh, a little bit later on, uh, Donovan Jackson still wasn't out there, and Josh Fryer and uh, Enoch Vamahi opened up a massive hole on the left side that got for another first down before a guy was tagged and, and thudded up. Like There was some productive stuff done, but the body of work certainly favored the defense.
1: It, it definitely did and it wasn't really it wasn't just up front like I thought the, the secondary had some nice moments now that goes hand in hand right if a quarterback's kind of running for his life and throwing off his back foot and not seeing everything clearly I think the defensive backs are, are going to you know have a better day than, than they would otherwise but even in the seven on seven I, I, I was impressed with, with some of the defensive back like Davison Iguodosan had what I think might have been the first interception we've seen from anybody out here like in a the competitive theory we've heard a lot about how the defensive backs are being more disruptive and getting their hands on the football, but Davidson jumped, jumped right in front of, I, I think it was Bryson Rogers on like a slant or a 7-on-7, went to the ground, maintained possession, rolled over, and it was an interception for the defense. Um, Cameron Martinez had a couple more pass breakups. Uh, Lathan Ransom had one, and then he also had a really nice play down on the goal <laughs> line, sticking his nose in on a run play. Now, back to the offensive line stuff, no one blocked him. So, so that makes his life a little bit easier. But uh, it was an explosive play from Latham, uh to it. I think it might have been either chipper down in the backfield to kind of stop that play for, for a negative game. But that was also one of the few tackles for loss I think we saw on, on run plays kind of back up use of it.
0: The Ohio State offensive line was still talking about that play afterwards. Josh Fryer was like, I don't think nobody saw Lathan coming. Like it was, you know, they hadn't – and. Like, last week, I don't think they did a ton of blitz stuff. And Jim Rolls had alluded to that, like, base defense, work it in. Like, they hadn't schemed up to try and get stops. And then, like, okay, well, here you go. Yeah,
1: they were doing some games on the defensive line, too. There was one play on the left side of the line where uh, I think it was Mike Hall and Jack Sawyer did a little stunt. And, like, the right side of the line was, like, I don't don't know where anybody (laughs) is. So. Um, It was the the competition in terms of like the coaches, I think, trying to best each other was
0: ratcheted up a little bit today, too. Yeah, you can tell. Second scrimmage, eight practices, in. you want to start doing that. As you referenced, uh, the defensive backfield, Jihad Carter did leave today's practice early. It was in seven on seven. We do not know the severity of it. They were looking at the knee. Ohio State is optimistic that it wouldn't be a long-term thing. They think that uh, it's Ryan Day talked about it afterwards, which is why we've got a little bit of insight. It's very early. Both he and Mahalski will have to be evaluated moving forward. Um, We'll see what that means for the next two weeks, the final two weeks of spring camp. But he took Jahad Carter out of that mix. He was helped uh, straight to the training room, went down in seven on seven. Uh, You could tell that he was in uh, a lot of discomfort for that. But, you know, it's another reminder why Cameron Martinez is so valuable to this team. And he's had a great spring. He was already running with the starters. Uh, and then it became more interesting to see, OK, well, what would happen to Ohio State beyond that? If you think that you're building around those two in the nickel spot, then where do you go? There had been conversation, Bill, about maybe there'll be cornerbacks that yeah. help. And lo and behold, that was what happened today. Uh, Ryan Turner jumped in there uh, and got some reps there as the second team nickel. Yeah, I, I think when we
1: talk about like the corners playing, playing the nickel spot, I have always, up until this point, kind of viewed that more as like a a true sort of passing oriented defense, like a true nickel package, three cornerbacks out on the field, pull that kind of tweener safety corner off a guy that can be more of a run defender. Uh, But now it's a a different ballgame. We'll we'll see what happens with Jahad Carter. But those were like, he and Cameron Martinez are the only two like safeties who were actually playing that position. Um, Jair Brown was in that mix earlier in the spring. I'm sure he'll get a long look there too. I don't know if you're trying a guy like Sonny Stiles there. I'm not sure. They did. I thought when we talked with the safeties the other day, and Perry Ileano said, like, oh, we have a streamlined role for Sonny. i was like, I don't really know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they got down here, they, they did a drill. They started on the one. Can you get a first down? And uh, Sonny Styles is on the field in place of the nickel as, like, a third kind of linebacker. Stuff we saw him do last year. There. Yeah, so I think if you're uh, – as I said before, like I still think Sonny is in a position where he can push himself to being a full-time starter. But at the very least, I think it's stuff like that you're going to see him do. And now – they have to mix and match a little bit with jihad
0: carter potentially out for a little bit um i think that's where something could step up as well yeah and i think a lot I mean, you feel for jihad carter ages physically and you hope uh that he's healthy and able to bounce back quickly and it's not a serious thing and that's that's first and foremost before anything else mm-hmm. that you hope these guys are able to bounce back nobody wants to deal with uh injuries or rehab and all of that stuff so but you know the next part of that for him and his development is he came here you know to try and take that next step and find a higher level of competition and for all of the, you know, jokes that we make about the safety driven defense, there's a lot of responsibility on those guys' plates, especially in the nickel, where you're gonna be expected to do a lot of things and learn a lot of different things. And, you know, so Cameron Martinez had an edge. He's been in the system for a year. Jahad Carter, you know
1: who who
0: can say for sure how, how difficult it is over just seven practices, eight practices to catch up and, and learn it all so that you're competing on a level footing. And now let's just say for the next two weeks that he doesn't have that. I think that's probably a conservative guess. Uh, I don't, I'm not a doctor and I won't pretend to be one, but you're going to be careful as if you're yeah. Ohio State and not push it. So like, if he doesn't get some of those reps, you know, what does that mean? How much does you know, somebody like Jair Brown or Ryan Turner take advantage of that? Give Ohio State something else to think about. Uh, and then whenever Jihad Carter is fully healthy again, like how much of those reps to, you know, how much more catch up does he need to play? Yeah,
1: it's, it's it's unfortunate for a guy in, in his position. And I think, like, we came out here early in the spring, like, man, Jahad Carter was a starter at Syracuse. Why with the twos? It's for those reasons. He just has to pick up the defense. Cameron Martinez is a veteran. Um, he has that that institutional knowledge that does help you get on the field earlier. I fully intend or fully expected, excuse me, to to see those two kind of be neck and neck, really, like, up through August. And hopefully that can still happen for Jahad. It's not too much of a setback for him. Um, it also makes me curious, like, we've seen – In a different iteration of this defense, Lathan Ransom play like a nickel role. I know he wants to play the bandit or the adjuster. He wants the opportunity to play sort of all three levels of the defense, but um, it's at least a good thing to have a guy like that on the roster with that kind of versatility being a pinch at that
0: nickel position. Okay, we've not talked about the quarterbacks for a record length of time. Yeah. Uh, And part of that goes back to the reason that we started with the offensive line. It was difficult to evaluate them because they were constantly under pressure today. Uh, seven on seven stuff, early part of practice. I think Kyle McCord came out uh, and had a stronger early part, uh, more success in the early going than he did a week ago. As he got uh, progressively stronger and, and more productive as last week went along, uh, I think his better part was today uh, in the early, the first few practice, first few periods. Uh, and, and maybe for Devin Brown, they weren't. There was some, you know, inconsistency there with, with ball placement and accuracy. Again, that's we're reading too much into a small sample size, but that's that's the way it works. And Kyle McCord, I think, had the lead, still has the lead. That's that's. I don't know what else to say about it.
1: Yeah, I I, I would agree with that assessment. I, I don't know that I would say like it got any wider. I didn't I didn't see anything out here today that was like okay, like he's really taking this thing and running with it. I, I just I just think that being the more experienced, developed physically guy, it, it shows up on the field and. Again, like, you know, Devin's probably not done a ton of favors in a setting where he can't truly unleash his athleticism. Although he had one really nice play where it was rolled a sack. I don't I don't know if it was. or protecting the quarterbacks, right? So a guy got close to him, but he still got <laughs> out and, and went out to his left even and threw across his body a, a good ball. And he kind of saw the way that he can control his body and be a playmaker on, on the edges. So that's going to be, I think, still the thing that that can help him win this competition if it, if it comes to that. I'm not saying he's going to, but that that's sort of – maybe the upper hand that he might have there a little bit um but i'm just continually impressed with Kyle just like the way he carries himself like the way that the guys kind of gravitate to him um i i Ryan Day still said he wants to see a guy kind of take take the lead by the end of spring practice i don't i don't know if that'll happen i'm still skeptical of that but if if that were the case you, you'd have to think right now that the Kyle McCord has a little bit of a leg up
0: yeah i think I guess because of what we're talking about with the offensive line, maybe I'll, as we leave, I'll think more about uh, the seven-on-seven seven drills and the red zone passing drill because you know, last week compared to this week, defense completely shut them out. Mm-hmm. I think the, the rep, the, it was like 11-to-1 down there. Uh, that wasn't the case today. Ohio State's offense was much more productive down there. They scored I th- at least three times, maybe four. Was, uh,
1: I think it was four.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and one of them I think was like up in the air if they were – going to call a penalty or not but it, it doesn't matter like the, so i thought the best throw of that session was kyle mccord sort of a, a layered uh throw to joe royer in the back of yeah. the end zone uh, you know i've been talking about the tight ends and how that group is going to to come along it was nice to see joe royer make a play and, and validate some of that progress that that we've talked about with him maybe making and and pair him up i believe g scott also scored there so like they, they both made some plays the tight ends were involved down there in the red zone we can know i guess this is the year they're gonna do it it's gonna happen but it was i i thought it was an impressive throw from kyle because you you have to get that over you know sort of in that whole shot over the linebacker in a spot where joe royer can go up and make a play and he did Uh, i thought that was an impressive throw probably the one that i'll I'll think about you know this week more than any other i think
1: this will be probably unfairly making too much of, of what we've seen but I just feel like there are like more throws available to Kyle than there are to Devin oh. right now. Like I think they could both push it down the field. Kyle does that a little better. And and I think Kyle's really developed in his ability to throw those touch passes and, and be accurate and be able to dial it back and take it off the ball a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs>
0: that wasn't a throw he would have made
1: the last year. Yeah, and I thought he made one similarly in, in the spring game last year too, which I thought was like a step in the right direction for him. So, But I also think that that's just like physical development. He's, he's one year into this uh, ahead of ahead of Devin Brown. So, like, it's not surprising that it is that way.
0: It's just a reminder that, like, that year matters. And I think that's where those things kind of tend to show up. Okay. And uh, I know that you took notice for the second week in a row of where number 18 was.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> Marvin Harrison was in the slot, like, all the time uh, on Saturday. And Ryan Day said at the beginning of spring ball that they want to move him around a little bit. And, obviously, Julian Fleming and Emeka Booker are out. Xavier Johnson is not doing stuff either. He was out here like on the practice field just not doing like competitive uh 11 on 11 7 on 7 type of stuff um and they needed a slot receiver and today that was marvin harrison and that <laughs> is unfair uh i i truly feel bad for the for the slots and the nickels that have to try to cover marvin they unleashed him on a couple of like put him in motion let him run a slot wheel like it's good luck uh, to you yeah have have fun trying to defend that but um I think it's good for him. What Ryan Day said, like it's, it's good for the offense to find ways to to move him around some, and it's good for Marvin to have that stuff like on tape or have that experience because um, I suppose that'll be a question about him when he comes out in the, into the NFL next year. It's like, well, can he can he run all the routes? Like, of course the answer is yes, um, but if you like to see it, I think I'll show
0: it to you a little bit this year too. That would be amusing if we're sitting here a year from now. Like, well, I don't know, can he be the number one overall pick? He never played in the slot. But yeah, it's, like, yeah, that's really important. Yeah,
1: I think he was um, outside like 88% of the time, almost 90% of the time last year. So I I, I would like to see him move in a little bit. It's the same stuff like, like with Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson like, kind of started in the slot. He went outside. This is like the inverse of that. Not that Marvin's going to play in the slot all the time. Of course he's not. But um, you also have to hunt mismatches too and also help him avoid some double teams. So I, th- I think it's to Marvin's benefit. But it was really, really fun to watch out here on Saturday. Okay.
0: Anything else in your notebook?
1: Travion Henderson was doing an individual drill, which I did not expect to see like, at all this spring, or at least maybe a little later on in spring. I suppose we're at the halfway point just about, or we are at the halfway point now, but um, he was like running full speed and doing cuts. He wasn't doing any of the contact stuff, but he was running routes and kind of looked like himself. So um, people were, have been talking about how eager he has been to get out
0: here. You could tell it by the urgency with which he was doing all these individual drills, uh, but mostly, it was just good to see him here. He came off the field with a big smile, I talked to him and he didn't, he didn't didn't just say that he was like close to feeling himself. He said that he is 100% and feeling himself and that the coaching staff is like slow down. Yeah. You don't need to do anything with the team and he desperately wants to. Especially because in a day like today you like chip Trainum and down Hayden had to take every rep of consequence for Ohio State. Mayan like, Williams isn't doing anything. Travion's coming back. Evan Pryor is still working out down here uh, in the end zone. It's like on the side. So he wants to do that for himself he wants to do that for uh, his teammates in that running back room and he wants to you know help Ohio State get back um, and he wants to make up for a little bit of lost time but I think the cautious approach is right with Travion Henderson he doesn't have anything to prove he's played a lot of football already in two years some of it healthy some of it not healthy Uh, so to get him out of this like let him get get his feet wet a little bit doesn't need to be hit totally fine with that but but he does certainly want to
1: yeah I don't did you say that uh, Ryan Day said to Mayan Williams picked up an injury too. Not nothing long term. I don't know if he mentioned it or not, but he yeah. was not out there. He wasn't even doing individual today. Um, but I don't, I don't think that's major cause for concern because he wouldn't be doing much this spring anyway. No, nope. but uh, he was not out there on Saturday.
0: Yeah, just uh, again, not uncommon for this point in spring, especially after two scrimmages uh, where Ohio State's been hitting a lot and you know, trying to ta- they, like live tackling. They're, they're they're walking that balance. You know, sometimes they would stop in the middle of a period that started live and switch to thud. So they're trying to manage that. They don't want to leave with a bunch of injuries at the end of spring. That's obvious. Well, right? They don't want to get hurt? No, no. No, no? You can grab a mic. I mean... <laughs> 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 yeah, what did you think today? I
1: think yeah. It was a pretty good practice. Who, who stood out? Who stood out? Uh, my brother, CJ Hicks. Your brother, That's CJ right. Hicks? What did he do best? Um, he was out there making, uh, making tackles, being aggressive.
0: Yeah, he's a good player. What's he going to do
1: this year? What's
0: he going to do? Yeah. Get 100 tackles? Hundred tackles? 100 You
1: heard it here first. 20, it. 30 one, <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so there we go. You never know what's going to happen on a live version of Snappy Jays, but we hope you enjoyed it. We'll have a lot more coverage at ohiostate.rivals.com if you want to read uh, Bill and I's observations. One of us is going to do the defense. One's going to do the offense. We thought we had a plan for that, and then we probably scratched it somewhere in the middle. Uh, we'll figure that out. Uh, you can join us there for free right now with the code DTE30. Uh, hopefully everything worked here with the audio and visual stuff. We tried our best. Burn will be back next week to uh, tell us where we messed up, uh, and we'll fix all that as we move forward. But we appreciate you hanging out with us for some Snap Judgments on the podcast. He's Bill. I'm Austin. We will see you on Monday.